Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 1, Chapter 24. We pick up in the horrible day room of Briarstone <laughs> Asylum at the very beginning of a combat. We've got some ghouls racing at us from the south, screaming about meat. We've got three drugged-out apostles in Obermint coming to awareness in the pharmacy to the north. We've got the four players spread out along the north half of this day room all above the river of blood. They're all about 10 feet away from each other. The light in this room is just that dim shadowy yellow coming in through that window. So if you are human, which is Ray and Gull, 20% mischance until we get some light going here. Give me some initiative rolls. Oh God. I love the sound of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dora. It, it was shit. 13. And Ray. Four. And Grip. Also four. Oh. Wow, you guys. Okay. Who does have the decks between the two of you? Ray, right? Uh, my decks is 14. Mine's 12. Oh. oh. You want to arm wrestle? <laughs> and no. Gulliver. I got a whopping eight. Excellent. <sighs> this group lacks initiative. Hello. Boom, boom. There are so many combatants in this fight that go before any of you go. I just want to say, it's a little astounding. Wow. Apostle in Orpermit number two is going to kick off the action in this fight. Now, because of the psychotropic drugs they've taken, he is currently suffering from the confused condition. So I love that why he goes doesn't, before us. How about though. one of you go percentile, and we'll see what this person does. Great. Oh. 25. Act normally. Great job. He's fucking on drugs. He's going to sit there and look at his hand and be like, there's a whole universe in my hand, dude. Okay. Apostle in Orpiment number two comes blearily to his feet, looks through the little window right in your eyes, Gull, and says, neat, and starts shambling towards the window and makes his way about 10 feet away from the little service hatch there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then you hear of bare feet slapping on hard stone coming from the south at a flat-out run. As you see, an undead monstrosity. Ooh. This is a ghoul. But unlike those Pathetic creatures in the laundry that were near destruction. This is a full-blooded ghoul. This is a, a humanoid creature with pallid gray flesh stretched tight over jutting bones and this long, distended, dog-like face just with huge tongue lashing out and the eyes are burning red. Meat, 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 meat. It's running down the hallway just reaching the other side of the river of blood is where is around where the end of its run gets it and it stops there in front of the wall of blood just uh, a handful of feet separating you dora from it and yeah. you're seeing it through this this uh this red haze of blood it has on both of its arms uh, 
picture like leather restraints that might be used in a hospital bed that had maybe been snapped or broken off at some point. So it's still got the leather straps around its wrist, but it broke itself out of whatever had been containing it. And pass on open mint number three. Give me a percentile check for confusion. Johnny, how about you give me this one? All right. We'll rotate. 22. Act normally. Loser. (laughs) (laughs) Very same situation. I'm going to call... This was two women and a guy, right? I'm going to call number three the, the, the man. So you've got one of the women about 10 feet away from the window staring with these really freaked out eyes, but kind of drooling a little bit and whispering, meet, 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 while it stares at Gulliver. And then the man comes up behind her and puts his hand on her shoulder and whispers, meet, meet, into her ear. Uh, then, then the last apostle is up. Uh, hey, Paul, give me a percentile roll. Six. Hey! This one was closer, though. <laughs> Everybody acts normally. Hey, the other woman stands up and makes her way right to the window, and she's now five feet away from Gulliver, stretching her hand out, the hand that doesn't have her weapon in it, right, trying to reach for him. It's just a little bit out of her reach because of the, the, the smallness of this service window. Does moving through it provoke? Oh yeah, for sure. Think about it like, um, crawling like crawling through. in and out of the furnace. Remember, I, I made that all that provoke. It's the same thing. Like you've got no, you can't, you can't protect yourself. Dora, you are up next. That's so great. I would like to walk away from the ghoul that is coming towards me. So let's go. Uh, there we go. Great. So Dora edges across the room towards the northeast corner of the room, uh, getting some some good distance between her and the ghoul that was <laughs> on the other side of the river of blood. Can I see the ghoul to target it? It's not full concealment, so yes, you can see it. I feel like the ghoul is the greater threat here. So Dora um, is going to use her new phrenic amplification and link Ooh. it to a spell. Okay. Um, this is the the gist of it is <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to explain how it works. But what happens is normally undead are not subject to mind affecting effects. But Dora can sort of worm her mind into the space of that creature's mind that used to be mm. humanoid. Yeah, yeah. And pluck the tiny dust motes of humanity in order to to set them on fire. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. So she spends two points of her phrenic oh, pool. Oh, right, that one's two full points of your pool. It is, okay. and I don't have a ton of points. And you're doing a, I'm, I'm guessing, doing a, a mind, mind thrust. thrust. All right. Oh, nice. What's that, a will so save? please make a will save for half damage. 23. Yeah, that saves. Oh, but I rolled exceptionally well. Nice. For two sixes and a four is uh, 16, so it takes eight, eight points of damage. Points nice. And damage. obviously since it became a ghoul, it hasn't felt anything affect its brain at all like this. So you see like blood start gushing out of its ears and it's staring around in confusion, wants the meat, doesn't understand what's happening to it. And then... Another ghoul comes running and racing up the hall and stops right next to the other ghoul. They obviously had to use the run actions to get up here. This one does not have restraints on its arms, but it's 
<laughs> it's picture as if it had been digging for hours or days just with its hands through shards of rock and earth and stuff. It's just torn its hand down to there's like shards of dead flesh kind of near the, the wrist, but the fingers are now just long bones of claw. Great. Sounds like a really awesome welcoming committee. Did we, uh, I remember there being, um, this was so long ago, but the doppelgangers came out of existing people. Like people became doppelgangers in the night, right? That's our understanding. Yes. Was it the same with the ghouls? People turned into ghouls. The communal understanding is that people turned into ghouls and doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. That was based on some conjecture, but at this point, based on what you're seeing now, like may, may be true. Out. And also that they had dreamed of that. Yes. Yeah. Like several nights, like for a week and a half or two weeks beforehand, right? Exactly. Go, you're up. You are five feet away from one apostle and opponent leering at you through this open service window. I'm assuming that they can't actually take an attack of opportunity against me because they're in a service window. That is 100% fair. <laughs> yes. Uh, I will they shoot them. Have, <laughs> they probably have cover. Yeah, they're going to have a little good cover, but uh, boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm already got like window. a, hey, I got a natural 19, so Ooh. I think I might have hit. Even with a minus three on my attack, that's going to be a 22. Action. Uh, shame nope. point. Oh, no. All right. That is a hit as you blast this apostle right in the point blank range as she's leering out at you. Oh, for seven points. Oh, excellent. That and then as a move action, I reload. Ray, you are up. So at this point, after Dora has moved, you are now the person between the ghouls and the rest of the party. There's still the wall of blood between you, but uh, Ray is now with his giant armor class, providing the first line of defense on the southern front of this battle. I don't want to get too close to them, but I want to get them within a 30-foot radius of me. I want to move as little as possible. I think if you take a five-foot step closer to the wall of blood, Uh it's sort of tempting southwest with the wall of blood rushing on your left shoulder. You're uh-huh. now within 30 feet of both of those ghouls. Okay. You can get closer if you want. No. But that, uh, that gets you within 30 feet of both. Uh, I'm gonna uh, center a burst of positive energy on myself. All the, right. The river of blood is in there too, yeah, so. Yeah, it might be affected. So the ghouls will get will saves for half damage. And uh, let's see what they get. 15 for number one, and higher for number two. What's the DC? Uh, DC 14. Okay, they're both gonna take half damage. I rolled nine, so half would be what, four? Excellent. Nice. So you see ghoul number one, the one that first came racing into the room, the one with the restraints on its hands, as it was already staring around in confusion at what had happened to the inside of its brain, then starts to catch on fire as the positive energy washes over it. It seems uh, very injured and very confused. The other ghoul takes some damage as well, and you also notice as this blast of silvery white light goes out in the room, you see the volume of blood streaming out of that wheelchair momentarily pulse to a brief stop and then flares back up again but you definitely did something to the haunt Mm. good to know nice that's a five foot step and a channel you have a move equivalent action if you wanted to draw anything that you don't currently have in hand i'm going to pull the crossbow maybe do i need to drop the mace 
in the morning star. Yeah, the yeah. Morning star. So you yeah. drop the morning star and ready your crossbow. Yeah. Grip, you are up. You, tail end of round one here. I want you to reach through that window and grab the apostle. Oh, that's well. That's exactly what I was <laughs> thinking I of doing. You're um, so close. You're like just ten feet away from that little window. Is there a mechanic for that? <laughs> um, that'd be a grapple check. Yeah, for sure. Just yeah, five I mean, step for you to get there. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. And as we've already established, she can't take an attack of opportunity. <laughs> if I succeed at grappling through this window, yep. if I maintain it, then next round then you I can, can do deal damage. damage, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, until those ghouls cross the river of blood, I think that's. Uh, I'm going to do that. So, I love that um, sentence. I love that sentence. So, uh, this will be at a plus eight. Is there a minus for the. Or do you deal with that? I'm going to add it to her CMD because of the cover here. Okay. Uh, that's a 13 on the die for a 21. Oh, jeez. Oh, and exactly getting her CMD plus four from the cover. Arms go through. She was just overextended a little too far. You've got her in the nice uh, half-orc Nelson. Half-orc Nelson. Like, both of you in, half in, half out of this service window, straddling it, and she is grappled. You are grappled as well. You've got the grappled condition as well. That's a five-foot step and a standard action, and yeah. Unless you want to take a move action to get a feat. You could do it in the middle of the scrapple. Um, ooh, yeah. Staring her um, into her. head slam. Yes. Uh, I don't, I don't have one ready to go, so. Great. Take a look. Uh, yeah, there's, there's many creatures to act before you go again. Uh, indeed. I'll be done. <laughs> so we're at the top of round two here. We've got the ghouls on the south side of the River of Blood with Ray in the middle of the room providing the line of defense between them and the rest of the party. And speaking of the rest of the party, they're all clustered to the north by this service window where uh, Grip is grappling one and at this point preventing her from getting through and preventing the others from getting by. Number two is up. Oh, oh yeah, roll for confusion. Uh, how about Robert? Percentile. 84. Oh, please let him kill number one. <laughs> Roll a six-sider for me, Robert. Six. <laughs> she turns around and attacks the guy to the north of her. <laughs> yes. 17 on the die. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. Uh, okay. So, oh. <laughs> so she deals eight points of damage to her companion to the north. Her buddy. Mm-hmm. Any confused creature who is attacked automatically attacks its attacker <laughs> on its next turn, as long as it is still confused when that turn comes. Okay, okay, the fight to the north might go pretty quickly. <laughs> this is goal number one. Uh, goal number one is going to attempt to step through the river of oh, I blood. I see what happens. Probably heals them. Or they fall down. Ooh, amazing. So, uh, the ghoul is hungry for meat takes a step through this river, and you can see there is this intense, like rapid-style rush against it. It holds steady on its feet, even though it has been uh, extremely (laughs) injured so far, and is able to close with the hated, hated, hateful Ray, and it attempts to bite you, Ray. Hitting armor class 15. Hey, thanks to your chainmail, you survive your first ghoul attack. 
Apostle number three just got attacked by <laughs> his buddy. He attacks her back. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> Pull it off with a 17 on the die. It's uh, a critical hit on oh, uh, I love it. You guys get to just oh, sit and wow. watch them kill each other. <laughs> 12 points of damage. Just Damn. smashes her across the face with this rock that he has got in his fist here. And number one's gonna try to escape that grapple. This is gonna probably be an exercise in hilarity. Does a nine beat your CMD there, uh, Grip? Um, no, it does not. <laughs> Dora, you're up. So Dora will take a five foot step toward Grip, mm-hmm. reach over and cast resistance on him. Excellent. And then as a move action or move equivalent action. Yeah. She says, Ray, I highly recommend taking a five foot step back and then firing your crossbow at that ghoul. She's giving you some combat advice, which is her new feat. Yes. (laughs) And if you do that or do anything to attack it and that requires an attack roll, you will, um, get a plus two bonus on the attack. Okay. <laughs> awesome feat. Thank you. It's That's so great. great. It's so great for Dora. It's so perfect for <laughs> like Dora. And for Katie. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, here. It's a pretty I awesome mean, feat for Katie. Yeah. I love it. I but love Dora it. Dora rocks it. Uh, okay. Uh, a very, uh, almost mathematically identical thing happens when the next ghoul attempts to step through the river of blood. It's only sort of briefly halted by its flow and it's able to, with the rest of its move, close with Ray, and takes a bite at Ray. 19, which I believe is also a miss. It is. Oh my gosh. It's really awesome. Gull, you're up. Gull is going to take a five foot step closer to Ray. Uh Yep. And I'm gonna take a shot at number one. Got it. Oh. Whoa, natural one, oh. misfire. Oh no! Let me pull that up. That's the first time we yeah. dealt with that. Misfire. Oh boy. Live by the alchemical torch. Die by the alchemical torch. So, Gulliver's alchemical torch misfires, which means the shot misses, even if it would have otherwise hit. It gains the broken condition, which means it suffers a minus two penalty on all attack and damage rolls. And such weapons only score a critical hit on a natural 20, which is the same, and only deal times two damage on a confirmed crit instead of what was it, times four? Four, yeah, times four. In addition, because you have gun training, okay, the misfire value now increases by two. So it now has oh, no. a misfire range of one, two, and three. This is an early firearm. So if it misfires again, it explodes. Yep. All right. So I took a five foot step. Yep. I took my standard action. Yes. I still have a move action. And as a move action, I'm going to use a point of grit. Nice. And I'm going to quick clear my gun. Sweet. Nice, Sweet. which removes the broken which condition. removes the broken condition. Fantastic. That's your first grit point spent, that isn't is it? That is my first so. grit oh, point wow. spent. Wow. Yeah. Well, because he, he only gets one per day, so he's had to be very... It's a day of first. Hey, it is a day of first. <laughs> Ray, you are up. The ghoul that Dora indicated to attack is still uh, <laughs> it's still there. Five foot step back. Yep. 
firing my crossbow at number one. Nice. As directed. <laughs> advised. 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 Thank you. Plus the plus two. It's not meant to be annoying. <laughs> oh, I rolled a 19 on the die. Ooh. Uh, which would be a plus six total. There's um, a mischance. Uh, 20%. I will roll that. And this is because you can't see at full effectiveness. You are fine. I got a nine on the dice, so go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Five points. Crossbow bolt slams into into its chest. I imagine it's still kind of on fire from the positive energy from last round, and it just <clears throat> goes up in a cloud of ash, oh, and nice. there is no ghoul left. Nice. Let me just remove that there for the map. Get out of here. Get out of here, ghoul. <laughs> Uh, so that was a five-foot step and a standard action. You could reload your crossbow if you wanted to. Yeah. Or you could drop your crossbow and draw your morning star, whatever sort of pick move action you want to take. Star. Oh, he already did drop his morning star. <laughs> you could pick it up off the ground, though. Mm, I took a five-foot step away from where I dropped it. You though. can reach it in that square, though. Okay. I would let you do that. All right. Thanks, DM. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's what I mean to do. Want to drop your bow, grab mm-hmm. your morning star? Yeah, because I'm about to get hit. Once again, the old drop and grab. The old drop and grab. Rip, you are up. You have her in the old half-orc Nelson. I'm going to squeeze. Squeeze until she (laughs) bleeds. Uh, That's another grapple check? It is, yep. Oh, that's not great. That's, um, that's an 11. I'm going to uh, use a shame point on that because that's shameful. What did I say? 11, total of 12. I feel more shame after the shame point. <laughs> you should. I'm ashamed of you. So I'm just looking at the grapple rules here, Robert. Yeah. You know, they are complex. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> what do you Let me just acknowledge that. Um, this little bit caught my eye. Uh, if you do not release the grapple, you must continue to make a check each round. It's a standard action to maintain the hold. Here's the part of relevance. If your target does not break the grapple, she failed to do so, you get a plus five circumstance bonus on grapple checks made against the same target in subsequent rounds. That puts you up to a 17, which is her <gasps> CMD. Oh. Success. Go ahead and roll <laughs> damage. And you roll damage my... as is as as with a normal unarmed strike. Uh, seven. Oh boy, Ooh. she is barely clinging to life in your arms, but the the fire of drugs and fervor is keeping her going. <laughs> We're at the top of round three here. Grip is still hugging a lady through a window. Ray is facing off with the ghoul, and now our gunslinger has turned his sights on the ghouls. Where do we begin? Uh, puzzle number two. Oh my gosh, she just got attacked by the... This is now a cycle of... Yep. So she just got she attacked, just, so yep. she's going to attack gonna that fight guy each other now. That yeah. is such a piece of good fortune. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. It's like Harold and Kumar in there. Oh my god. The slap fight. Five plus two, that's seven points of damage. Uh, Meat! Okay, Meat. The, the man among them is just barely clinging to life. Oh no, not, not Buddy. And he turns and uh, returns the favor. Well, I'm glad these are against myself and not you, because these are some astoundingly good rolls. Uh, See, we can bleed your resources, too. Uh, he kills her. Oh, uh, hey. her two wow. Drops dead. Amazing. Let's get that out of here. Uh, wow. Well, confusion, you know, confusion is all about Don't the do randomness. Drugs. Yeah, there we go. Dory. 
Oh, no, no, no. Num no. Uh, number one is up, so she can go. She's going to try to break out of this grapple. She's going to try it. Uh, I roll great for them when they're attacking each other. Uh, no, that's a big old fail. Dora, you are up. This remaining ghoul looks fairly hale, yeah? Yes, it has been burned okay. by positive energy, yeah. but is She's still... She's going to do the her amplification again, so she will spend two points from her phrenic pool to probe its mind and find its humanity. Let's and then with all the cruelty she can muster, she sets it on fire. Oh, that's a low save. That's a 10. That's a fail. Did not roll as well, but um, 12 points. Head explodes. Yes! is gone. Nice. God, I burn through resources fast. Is Ray covered with ghoul brain uh, now? <laughs> I think so. Every time I've described these guys dying, it's always been in, in ash. So I think it's like okay. an eruption of gore that then like the the wet bits in the air turn to ash. So then you're just covered in a fine powder of ghoul dust. So then with it's my totally uh, remaining move action, yeah. she just shifts her focus backwards, <laughs> petting the fox. Yes. And says, grip. <laughs> I bet if you smash her forehead against the wall, you could possibly do her in. And you get a plus two on your next attack. <laughs> I appreciate it, but do I tell you how to look in the mines? I'm sorry, this is going to be so annoying, but no, it's but my favorite It's thing. way more fun than just saying, I use combat advice. Yeah. You know? yes. <laughs> totally. Yes, please. Oh, Very yeah. fun. All right, Gull, you're... She's you're... also, I think, taking great joy in it. Like, oh, yes. She feels so purposeful for one moment of her bleak, pointless existence. Yeah. It feels like, ah, yes, I can see how it must all go. Not that any of it matters. So she's sort of... It is nice to see you excited about it. She's sort of about excited something. about it. Yeah. Uh, Gull, you're up. Gull is going to uh, reload as a move action. Yep. And then he is going to take another five-foot step towards uh, the wall of blood. And then he is going to ready an action to shoot anything that comes through the wall of blood. Oh, yes. Got it. Ray, you're up. I'm going to cross to wheelchair person and just do a perception check. You see an old woman, like, maybe close into her 80s, uh, slumped, like, down in her chair. It looks as though her heart exploded. Mm. So there is this hollow cavity in the front of her chest, and it looks as though she died staring down into it. And it is that hollow cavity in her chest from which this endless stream of blood is flowing. Okay. I have nothing to do with that just yet. You do know your positive energy did Mm -hmm. hurt the haunt before. Mm -hmm. You also know from past checks on haunts that... Sometimes it takes more than simply shutting it off temporarily to make it stop forever. I, I feel stymied the way Ray might be stymied right now. Great. Do I end this thing or do I try to solve its uh, its horror and its pain? And um, well, You took uh, off your phylactery indicating you no longer care about goodness or decency. <laughs> I, you know, that's putting words to it. Um, well, why don't you put some words to it? Uh, I, I would say a little um, unsure of how much guidance he was getting from that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, not making a choice here. So okay. just seeing what I'm seeing. Got it. Grip, you're up. Plus two. I think it's going to... 
be the best to take Dora's advice. (laughs) So you'll get her plus two and the plus five because she still hasn't broken out of this grapple. So this is a plus 15 all day. Wow. Uh, And I rolled a 15, so that's a 30. (laughs) Yeah, you're good. Go ahead and roll damage. You're third level. (laughs) Uh, Another seven points of damage. And as advised, you smash your head into the the window there, and shards of glass go into her eye, back into her skull, and she collapses dead in your hands, and then <laughs> slumps to the other side there. Well, that was good advice. That worked out pretty well. <laughs> Top of round four. Just a few brief rounds ago, we were fighting lots of things. At the moment, all we got left is one incredibly drugged out apostle. Oh, do we need a confusion like check? Lingering on the edge of death. Please give me a confusion who, check. Who rolled the high 80 that last was time? You, you do, do it. it again. <laughs> Not that he has anybody to. Uh, 28. Oh. That feels like an act normally to me. Nope. Oh, no. It is a do nothing but babble yes. incoherently. So. That's a fun turn for my dudes. Dora, you're up. Um, Can I see any bit of rubble in the <laughs> through the window? 100%. It's just a room filled with uh, broken bottles. She's just going to try to telekinetic projectile oh, something yeah, in sure. that room, Adam. Natural t- <laughs> Back it up. Back it up. Backed up with a 15. That's your total? Yeah. Uh, it's a regular hit. Uh, five. Yes. Points of that. bludgeoning damage. And with that, uh, another shot, a broken <laughs> bottle of medicine slams into his eye, grows back into his skull, and the guy drops dead on the ground. Wow. Go, goes, uh, no, not the... This is uh, th- this well was done, amazing. Y'all. After uh, <laughs> after the uh, the challenges of the last fight, yeah, uh, I didn't know what how this was going to go. This could have gone in a, a very different way. I was, Let I me was, just say that I was scared of those yeah. ghouls, to be honest. I was yes. too. I'm still scared of the ghouls. Okay, so the ghouls are now ash. The apostles are back in the pharmacy. Ray, you're up by the the corpse of the old woman. Dora, Dora, can you sense uh, any way that we can help her? She's not living, is she? She's quite dead. Perhaps if we closed the wound somehow. She'll go over so she can see what the the blood is pouring from her chest. I don't know if I can touch her chest without being pushed away by this torrent of blood. To, To heal someone, you don't have to touch the wound itself, do you? Just the person. Ray puts his hands out mm-hmm. and uh, channels positive energy towards the haunt, towards this woman. Yeah. Go ahead and roll. <clears throat> Six. There's a similar moment of Hello. you see the wound, the gaping hole in her chest seem to want to close. The blood flow briefly stops and then you see this corpse's lips open and a tongue comes out and like licks the air, but then the, the whole re, re-spreads and liquid continues to pour out of her. Blood pour out is, is, is there like a heel check or something to, to determine? Dora's instinct mm-hmm. is that perhaps not a channel, but a spell. 
Ray uh, refocuses now in less of like the burst um, effect and he's focusing his energy as he's been practicing and he's going to cast Cure Light Wounds. Go ahead and roll your 1d8 plus 3. 5 plus 3 is 8. You lay your hands on her chest and you see the chest close up and the flow of blood starts to trickle to nothing and then stop. But the wound itself refuses to fully close. So there's no longer a river of blood in this room. It is that, that area is now, it's just wet on the floor with blood. There's no longer any blood coming out of her, but there's like this kind of pulsing, gaping wound, maybe the size of a mouth, like right where her heart once was, that seems as though the haunt may be temporarily shut down, it has not been fully destroyed. Yeah, it's been suppressed. It's pretty gross. But at the moment, the haunt is no longer a danger. Gulliver is going to go, even though he is pretty sure that there is no medicine in the pharmacy, he's still going to go give it a once-over. and, and Climb through the window yeah. and give it a once-over. You all want to go and search that room there? Sure. Yes. Yeah, give me perception checks. 16. 17. 9. Okay. Crafting. Although, I could also make a craft alchemy oh, check. I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you aid yourself with okay. that. Okay. Uh, 11. Fox. So, searching around through the, 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 the wasteland of medicine in this room, because of you, a combination of your perception check and your knowledge with alchemy, Gull, you are able to effectively come up with the equivalent of eight uses of a healer kit. So what, what did you have left in your kit there, Ray? Two, I believe? Yeah. So now it's full. Right. Now it's okay. at full, so you got 10. You can pretty definitively determine that there is nothing in here that is going to substantially change the situation with the survivors back in the chapel here. There are patient rooms to the south, but also possibly. There's also another door here, right? There is a door inside the pharmacy that goes to the west, sort of generally in the same area as that room of darkness that you saw Gull step into. I'm going to check the door. Give me a perception check, see? Same. That is a 12 plus 7, that's a 19. You don't hear anything, and the door is neither trapped nor doesn't seem to be locked. All right, I will uh, open it up. (laughs) In fact, it probably... uh, the lock was probably damaged so that it room could no longer be locked. Okay. Okay. Uh, beyond, you see a small... What are you using for light now? At this point, we're far enough away from those windows. I would pull out my tort, my, my dagger. Your dagger. Uh, making sure Grip doesn't see it. Turn my body away. So beyond the door, you see a 15-foot deep, 20-foot wide room with another door on the west side of it, about uh, 15 feet away from you, that looks as though it goes directly into the room you entered earlier that was dark. This, it looks like an office. There are, there's a couch on the north wall to your right, and there are two desks covered in paint flakes and thick dust on the south side of the room. This room looks like it's been pretty thoroughly ransacked. 
like many people have been through here and smashed stuff up, thrown stuff around. Uh, the desk and the chairs are all banged up. The couch has probably been uh, defecated on and there are, you know, unpleasant bloody smears on the walls and across the floor. Still gonna try to look and see if there's anything. Yep, give me a perception check. Gull sneaks in, pokes around a bit. Although, not a very high one, so that's a... 13? <laughs> it's high enough to find the secret compartment under one of the nurse's desks <laughs> that uh, contains a book wrapped in butcher's paper with a handwritten word in pencil on it, confiscated. Uh, I open it. Inside is a Talden uh, novel <laughs> called Her Majesty's Honorable Nightcap. Doesn't take more than like 15 seconds of reading to quickly determine it's porn. <laughs> Gull thinks about it for a second and then takes it, Yeah. walks out, like shimmies himself out of the thing and goes and puts it in the old woman's uh, arms. Mm. Oh, okay. That's very disturbing. But we can now <laughs> picture this poor dead woman holding porn while her chest is an open wound. He's he's thinking that maybe maybe it was like a like a romance novel kind of thing, and that it was she had like a broken heart, and so he's trying to. Ray looks at you like that little girl in the meme in the back seat. <laughs> You didn't read. You didn't open the book and read it. Did no, you? no, no, no. Yeah, that's no, just fair flavor. Enough, fair enough. Just flavor looks. So, uh, yeah, I guess the, the rest chair. of you see Gull very dutifully go out and make a nice, sweet gesture of giving this woman some reading material. Mm -hmm. Do we want to go down that hall? I think we do. Want to check out this long, ten-foot-wide hallway stretching to the mm -hmm. south? There is another door to the south that Ray just pointed out on the other the side of the river of blood. Yeah, yeah, we should check that out. Check the door. Mm -hmm. So. As you stand at the north end of this long hallway, it looks to be about 150 feet long. Whoa. Now, of course, you all can't see that length down it. Normally, there is no light in this hallway, except about halfway down, like maybe just out of the edge of Dora and Grip's dark vision on the east wall. There's probably, you would guess, another bank of big cathedral windows because you see a little bit of dim yellow light there. But at the extreme end of the hall, the reason why you can see its length, it opens up in what appears to be a large room where there is, there is a light with the color of candlelight, but it is not flickering so it reads to you, like it would read, like say we walked there, we would think, oh, that's artificial light. Your characters would probably think, huh, that's some sort of magical light, clearly, because it's not, it's not fire, even though it's the color of fire. Uh, it's just a very kind of frozen orangey red down there. Very dim, but enough to call attention to itself amidst the darkness of this long hallway. And along the hallway, you see in the first span of the first half of the hallway, both Dora and Grip can see that there are essentially two doors on the western wall. You're standing in front of one of them right now. And then past the center point of the hallway where there's some yellow light seeping in from the windows, as you approach this 
weirdly lit southern room. It looks as though there are a cluster of maybe four or five doors, but it's pretty dim, uh, pretty dim, hard to tell. Patient rooms. That's what Nasa's map said, is that right? Yes, and possibly the large room at the end is admitting. All right, so we're outside this northernmost door. You want to give it a give it a listen and a look. Yes, right. I, I rolled a, I rolled a four for mm-hmm. a, a really <laughs> terrible perception roll of uh, eleven or twelve for traps. Uh, it is it is quiet, unlocked, untrapped. Open it up. You see a something like a sixty foot long room filled with a row of identical patient beds. There are thin, dingy white curtains separating each bed, barely offering any privacy. And there are a couple of the beds on the extreme north end of the room, like right near where you're entering, that have restraints on them. Notably, one of them with the restraints broken. So wait, we can see all the beds? Are there like sheets in between them where like someone could be hiding or? No, not really. They've been half torn down. Some of them are filthy and covered with dirt. Some are covered in blood. But otherwise, the room doesn't look as though it's been ransacked. It just looks as though maybe there was a couple of murders in here. Uh, a relatively small amount of murders took place in this room. Gull, Gull thinks that maybe maybe some of these patients might have like possibly saved some of their medication or hidden it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's going to... Do a do a search of the room and try to again see if he can find any medication for can these we kids. All search? Great, no need to roll. Nothing to find. Uh, there is no space in this room for holding or ca- keeping personal supplies or materials of any kind. It's just beds. The, okay. The yeah. Single okay. rooms down the hall. Then turn and start to heading on down the hall. Head on yeah. south. Halfway down the hall, you come across an open area where this hallway meets uh, beneath a lofty ceiling where there are some more of these cathedral windows alive with the nauseating fog beyond. And it looks as though the western side of this open space once had a fairly large staircase going up. However, it is now all a big old pile of rubble. And you can see kind of like a person-sized hole dug in about five or ten feet into the rubble, and as you put together the ghoul's destroyed hands when you first saw it running up the hallway, you would guess would be the ghoul was in here just digging through a, a mountain of stone and building materials and got about five or ten feet in and did not penetrate into anything beyond. Wow. Are you going by the light of your dagger at this point? I have to. I mean, there's yeah. no other way for me to... I can cast a light spell on my mace. Okay. Alright, so we're shedding some light there, which gives you enough light to see that there are indeed four doors after this open space where the stairs once stood. There are four doors on that western wall. All four of the doors are not fully shut. In different states of being partially open. They would open into the rooms, so they're all open, probably, you know, between two inches and five or six inches. They don't seem as though they were carefully shut. And at this point, you can also get a, a better look into the admitting room at the end of the hall. All you can catch sight of is what looks like a 
a another one of those bolted to the floor kiosk style desks kind of like you saw in the main hall remember what i think dora jumped on top of it at some mm -hmm. point yeah we broke it down to make some barricades you can see that right inside the room to the right and you can also see right inside the room to the left a couple of white curtained frames like a privacy curtain so maybe when people were brought in here, maybe have done something on one side of the room that you can't currently see, but right on this uh, east side of the room that's visible to you, there's these like two little alcoves where there are curtains, and the light source is behind one of these curtains. You can see one of the two curtains, the southernmost one, is glowing kind of brightly orange, as though whatever is shedding this light is right behind it. That at this point is about 70 feet or so away from where you're standing at this point. But so, as we're going along, we're able to like look into these other rooms? If you want to look into those rooms, you sure can. Yeah. Yeah. You poke your head in the first room. It seems as though it had, uh, unlike the mass ward to the north of here, these seemed like private rooms. So this first one has a bed and a low table, actually some space to maybe put some personal belongings. Uh, but the whole ceiling gave way during the earthquake, and the bed is covered in bricks and stone. You don't see any smears of blood, maybe, you know, knock on wood, maybe nobody was in here when the ceiling fell. In the next room, the ceiling is still there, two plain beds on the north and the south walls of these rooms, separated by a little nightstand. On the southern bed, there is what looks like a huge pile of sheets underneath a larger sheet, as if to maybe make the shape of a body or something. But as you, you know, put some light in there, it's clearly not. It looks, it looks like linens in the shape of a person. And on the north wall, on the, on the wall to your right as you look in there, Gull, you see in chalk, very neatly and artistically done, you see the words, Brenton and Debus's room written on the wall. Anything else in there? Give me a perception check. 24. Yeah, you see a couple of finely carved wooden toy knights kind of sticking out of this pile of sheets and linens on the southern bed. Go pick them up. Okay. It's one like those. Next room down. <laughs> okay. Next one down is quite a scene. There are two apostles in Orpiment slumped on the floor, having suffered repeated vicious blows to the face, and the third is an old man in his 80s wearing a light cloth dressing gown, fallen back across the bed. He's dead, but he's got a satisfied smirk on his dead face, and he's holding a leather boot covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like some apostles broke in here, and this fantastic. guy beat him to death with a boot. <laughs> wow. Laugh it up, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> any, any, I'm rooting for the old anything man. Anything else? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Give me any, a check. All right. 17. Yeah, you catch a glint of metal on the floor. Go down and gently push him to the side. It's a gold signet with a holly and hawk emblem. Uh, knowledge local check? A ring? Mm-hmm. Uh, 18. This is the signet ring of the Miller family of Redleaf Lake. 
you guess this ring is probably worth about 50 gold pieces. And uh, as you're eyeing his boots, he's got one still on his foot, and the other one's in his hand covered in blood. Like you recognize the stamp of the leather maker on the side of it because it's from Angiers. Oh my God, this is the guy that holds the royal warrant for leather working. These boots will be worth a lot of money if you get them cleaned up and find the right buyer for them. Like 200 gold pieces worth of money. They're what size are they? Incredibly well-made boots. Um, let's see. <laughs> Quite large, actually. <laughs> well. You don't have any shoes on because we couldn't find no. anything that fits your no, foot. No, I don't. I'm better for it. True. <clears throat> he he, uh, he takes one of the bed sheets and kind of wipes it off and stuff and goes. I'll go yeah, clean it in the river of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this blood off with some more blood. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold on to the boots if no one minds. Please take them. Excellent. Put them on. They are worth two hundred, I, 200 I gold. So note that on your sheet in case you decide you want to. <laughs> and the ring was the the signet ring of. The Miller family, M I L L A I R. And then the last room, this is a fun sentence. The last room contains carnage in the shape of a human <laughs> on the bed. Wow. Just do a little this bit place. more of it. Assembled <laughs> into human shape, or it was human no, shape like and then got savaged? What was human had been there, got savaged, and then. Parts of it went away to wherever 15? they went. <laughs> uh, nothing else to fight okay. in that room. Uh, so then all we're facing then is this uh, admitting light. room. Yeah, and you can, light. now that you're at the end of the hallway here, you can take a look into this room. And there's enough light coming from the curtain sheet on your left to see into this room. The paint on this, uh, the walls of this room, which was once uh, white and very well done, very neat, is peeling like scabs from the walls of this room. There is this immediately on your right to the west there, this large desk that looks uh, like bolted to the floor, very structural, and the whole place reeks of rubbing alcohol. There is a set of doors on the south end of the room, opposite from where you're entering in here, and they have this same kind of top half picture window thing that you saw in the visitor's room and you can see through this the yellow fog outside as though this might be the door to the outside that might lead to the other end of this cobblestone path that you saw from the visitor's room but that tracks. never wanted to go outside um dora will detect psychic significance and ray will detect magic the old double whammy. Ah, uh, the old double detect. And, and I'm sorry, <laughs> did we see what was the light was emitting from yet? No, it's behind a curtain. Not at I'm all sure mysterious. I'm sure it's behind. Hmm. Nothing to see hmm. here. Send the fox to check it out. So this light looks like candlelight, but it's not flickering. You cast detect magic. It does not radiate. There are no auras of magic. <laughs> Uh, within 60 feet of you, which would cover this whole room here. So whatever's doing that is not magical, apparently. Just like everything else in this place, very understandable. It makes a lot of sense. No real psychic significance. This feels, and as you're as you're opening your senses to that kind of energy, this really feels 
like one of the more devoid places you've yet yeah. sensed as though this was only a place people passed through and nobody it's transitory it's such a transitory place nothing was left here nothing was kept here people who worked here didn't like this job people who passed through wanted to get to wherever they were going it mm. has that kind of like nothing hotel warm- lobby yes feel. nothing warms up to you at all is any of the stuff that we grabbed like the little toy knights or anything mm-hmm. like that or do any of those pop the toy knights would certainly register psychic significance fairly strongly to Eudora. I'll just add it to my list. Yeah. From Brenton and Debus's room. <laughs> and do I understand right? So the only way to go continuing in this way is probably outside. Is that right? That is correct. Oh, the Western Wall. It is the other side of the giant collapse that you saw inside the main hall. My apologies. Giant feature. The wall to your right is a huge shamble of wreckage. And it is as massive and impassable as what you saw on the other side of it. So you recall that that wall right outside the visitor's center. This is the other side of that collapse. So we could go outside and rejoin the visitor's center, but we've been there. Yeah, I'm assuming at the moment you're just sort of huddled in the doorway trying to figure out if you want to even enter this space. Um, But yeah, there's a door to the south. There's these curtains to the east and the uh, wall of rubble to the west and a guard desk and again you, you're, you're on the back side of it now so you can see there's nothing nothing stored in there gull kind of motions to the curtain like let's go look at the curtain yeah 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 absolutely everywhere we go there's something horrible <laughs> that's what we signed up for I, I, I think that's just called life all right, who's stepping in? Who's going I, where? I step in. You step in. And you're heading down towards that curtain on the south? Yeah. All right. As he in. is losing his sense of self, <sighs> he is foolishly becoming more brave. Anyone following close behind, or are we... Yeah, uh, I'm I love it. Yeah. I'm going to stand in front of Dora, please. Right in front of Dora. Yeah. All right. What did you say the other the other week? Everything Anything from Mummy. 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 Everything from Mummy. <laughs> go you put out a hand you touch this curtain that's glowing just unblinkingly yellow you pull it aside and you see so there's a stool a three-legged stool on the floor resting on it is what looks like a normal oil lantern and the light that is lighting this part of the room up is a candle flame inside this oil lantern frozen like an unflickering flame inside this lantern, and then piled all the way around this stool, almost as high as the stool itself, is this festering, disgusting pile of used bandages, used rags, old bits of gauze. And then as you look down, you see no, it's going to move. I know it. I know it. You see two... <laughs> two heaps of diseased filth covered in hairs come to life and skitter forward on hairs like little legs. Roll initiative. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, oh. Initiative has not been um, not the strong. Great. Mm. Seven. Yeah. Culliver. Ten. Wow. Ray. Fourteen. Wow, double digits. 
Dora. Three. There we go. So these are these are tiny creatures. So in order to actually attack you. Oh no, I remember tiny creatures. They can reach out from like 10 <laughs> feet away and attach themselves to you. Maybe some of them can. And uh, I just wanna I just wanna make sure it's clear what you're facing. You are facing mobile wounds scuttling on bristles of slick hairs. And as combat begins and these things start skittering towards you, Ray, you're the first to act and you're about uh, 15 feet to the north of him. And as he's standing in the unflickering candlelight here, you see him look down, probably go briefly uh, ashen or something. Yeah, I was gonna say like, do we need to make a sanity check? Cause I kind of feel like seeing like Based on the rules I'm using, I'm not gonna make you check this one. I like, like, yes, he probably feels <laughs> gross. There's something about the supernatural energy carried in some of these undead creatures and some of these other things that you fought that have felt a little more overwhelming. This just feels really fucking gross. Okay. So it's awful, but it's not it it's not breaking your brain quite okay. yet. But Ray, you do see him react to something skittering towards him on the floor with a look of horror and disgust, and you're the first to act. What do you want to do? Channel positive energy to affect undead. Nothing happens. Oh, <laughs> shit. There is, is no result, no impact on these mobile wounds. Is this the entirety of the what was surrounding the stool, or like it was within It was the buried stuff? within the okay. gauze and bandages. Okay. Nesting. These mobile wounds were nesting. <laughs> so that's a standard action for your raid. Do you want to use a move action? No. All right. Up next is number two. Number two is going to scuttle into Gulliver's Square. Gulliver is still flat-footed, cannot take an attack of opportunity. Scuttle, 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 scuttle. And let's see, what does it do? Does it slam? It does slam. It's gonna take a slam attack at you, Gull, from your feet. 17 against oh, a five-footed yeah. armor class? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. It, uh, it hits with some surprising Oomph for such a tiny little mobile wound, doing uh, two points of damage. It jabs up a little pseudopod towards a little space between the bottom of your pants and the tops of whatever boots you found inside the effect storage. And you feel the skin where it touched you begin to freeze up and go stiff. Give me a fortitude save. Oh, nuts. Is this, by any chance, save versus abilities of aberrations? Not yet. It's gonna okay. come, it's gonna happen someday. <laughs> is this uh, poison? Nope. Is it uh, disease? It is a save versus disease. Okay. Well, there's at least that. That's that's great. So I have a minus two to my fortitude come on, save, come on, come on, buddy. which puts it at a zero. But I do get to roll twice. So let's see what okay, happens. Okay, okay. An eight, and. A 14, and I am going to say that I feel some shame in this moment, and I'm going to roll again oh, for only one, so a 15 is what I have. All right, we will learn what we learn about what just happened to your skin when we learn what we learn about it. Oh, God. Uh, I who failed. Is up next? That's Gulliver. You are up next, Gull. And since it's in my space... Yep. I can't move without it attacking me or taking an attack of opportunity or something like that because I, I can't even take a five-foot step because we're in the this same space, so right? Is that correct? You definitely get the sense that it is so small 
that unless it has some crazy ass ability like those dead fetuses had, you should, by any rule of physics that you understand based on what you're looking at, be able to step away from it without provoking. Can I make a knowledge check on this thing? Yes, you can. Dungeoneering. Dungeoneering. All right. Hey, I have ranks in that. I'll take it. All right. Oh, 18. Not bad. I, I don't want to know why Gold knows about these, <laughs> but for some reason he does. There's some little bit of knowledge creeping up out of the cracks of that disturbed little brain that knows about these things. These are called boilborns. They are oozes. Uh. They are purulent wounds that crawl out from piles of diseased dead and slop about, ready to burst and infect anything that moves. You know they have traditional ooze traits, which mean they're immune to critical hits, flanking, precision damage, mind-affecting effects, paralysis, poison, polymorph sleep, stunning, and visual effects. And the big thing that you know, when they die, like other things we've encountered in this place of horrors, they burst in a 10-foot radius burst of acid and leprosy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> if it's not the I acid, just... it's the leprosy. <laughs> One of them's gonna kill you. Oh, sweet Jesus. So with that, you know you have been touched by something with leprosy now. Great. Great. All right. Jesus um, Christ. I mean, Well, the good thing is your skin's already got Exactly. I'm, I'm already dying, so <laughs> this will just hasten it along a little bit faster. Gull yells out that. Yes. And then he's going to go ahead and move away from it. Straight back to the north. To the north. Yeah. Can I climb on top of the desk again? Yes, absolutely. Uh, He goes to do that, and then he yells, get out of the way. And uh, I'm going to draw out of the handy haversack as my other move action a flask of alchemist fire. Oh, fun. Grip, you're up next. Can I move without... Do they... Do they do attacks of opportunity, these little oozes? They can't reach. You're five feet away, and it looks like they can't reach you. Fantastic. Then I am going to move to there. All the way to the north wall there. That's a move action for you. Do you want to use uh, any other action? No. Okay. Number one is up. It lopes along the side of these curtains and up to Ray's square and enters your square, Ray. Morning stars in hand. You can take an attack of opportunity. Yeah. Nah. Okay. (laughs) Though that seems to be all it could do. You're gauging that that was probably a double move for this creature. It was moved about a total of 20 feet. Very slow. And it did seem to go towards the, uh, what had become the closest thing to it as you're watching its behavior. And you would see, since it's covered in filthy hairs, its hairs are probably like, like moving around in the air and like would have focused in in your direction, mm-hmm. right, as mm-hmm. this wound crawled towards you. Mm, I hate this fight. Dora, you are um, up. So I'm going to take a five-foot step away. Great. Uh, but can I still see number two? Yes, you can. Um, are, is there rubble around? <laughs> yes, there is. Great, then... Um, so I took a five-foot step. I'm going to use telekinetic projectile to try to hit number two. Love it. It's not in melee with anyone, and it has no cover. Yeah. Great. Uh, 14. That is a hit. Four, six. Oh, nice. You've been nailing damage on that lately. 
I have. These are new dice. <laughs> um, and then as a move equivalent action, she will uh, call out to Gulliver, bomb the shit out of it. <laughs> or, you know, something a little more uh, articulate. I think that was perfectly articulate. Perfectly articulate. But she's she's pointing at the the, the isolated one. Yes, uh, the Because one. she doesn't want him to throw alchemist fire on Ray. We start round two with Ray with a pustulant, virulent wound covered in hairs at your feet. What do you do? I'm going to uh, swing at it. Okay. I should have given it to Ray. Oh, this time possibly hitting at a I 16. Da- I dare you to miss these things. That's yeah, 16. Oozes are, are notorious for a very low AC. Got it. Well, these are tiny. For seven points of damage. Oh, bring in the pain. You know, these are oozes. It's generally impossible to tell how injured they are, but you know, you feel good about the strength of that blow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a standard action. You got to move action if you want to move. Um, I'm going to move to Dora's right. All right, love it. Number two is up. Grip is the closest. Here it comes. It's gonna move into your square there, Grip, but that provokes if I you want to punch it. swat at it. 13. Like I said, I dare you to miss. That's a hit. <laughs> uh, for five points of damage. Uh, nice, solid blow, but it still is maintaining consistency. Probably good, because you don't want to get the leprosy. I don't. And that looks like it was a double move for it. Again, it had to move 20 feet. It must have a 10-foot move here. Gull, you are up. There is one in the open now and one at Grip's feet, very close, like right underneath you as you're standing on the desk. Uh, I'm going to throw it at the one that's in the open that appears to be at least 10 feet away from anybody. Yes, it is indeed 10 feet away from That is the one that I'm going to throw the alchemist fire at. Love it. Uh, That's going to be like a 12 or something. Yeah, that is good enough. And then I think alchemist fire is at six points or? 1d6. 1d6. Oh, only one point. Okay, so with Alchemist Fire, it deals that one point of damage on your initial hit. The wound is now on fire and will take 1d6 more on the round following a direct hit. So we'll do that at the top of its round. Excellent. That was cool. That was a standard action. Do you want to? It's a move action. I'm going to draw another flask of Alchemist Fire. And then I'm going to take a five-foot step back on the desk. The other side of the desk. Yep. Grip, you are up. Boilborn at your feet. Swat at it. That's better. That's uh, a 25. Yes. <laughs> oh. Although I didn't really need to. Just for fun, I'll tell you what the armor class is. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> even Dora wow. can hit Yes, even Dora. Seven points of damage. It explodes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, All right. Here we go. Fourth save. It's probably a fourth save. Oh, my God. <gasps> Twelve points of acid damage, Grim, oh, as oh. this is obviously a supernatural eruption, full acid damage. And, uh, oh, reflex for half. Sorry, reflex for half. Give me a reflex save. Sorry, I got two. Oh, oh, my God. God. Your dice have acid on them now. <laughs> Uh, that's a two on the die, so that's okay. not good. <laughs> You'll take that 12 acid and give me a fortitude save or contract um, leprosy. So that wasn't your... um, 
That's, uh, that's 11. We'll do a shame point. <laughs> uh, 13. Oh, All no! Right. We'll see what we see. Oh, oh, I love it! One is down. Um, one of them is down. That was number two. Number one is still to act. Let's see. Uh, Dora and Grip are equidistant. Even is Dora, odd is Grip. Slorp, slorp. It moves 10 feet up the hallway into Dora's square, which provokes an attack of opportunity from you, Ray, as you're standing right next to her, and it moves through your reach. If you want to cover your mummy in leprosy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude. It's hard. I already hit it once, and it... And I felt pretty good about the damage it took. Yeah. And it was just hit with alchemist fire. And it's on fire. Right? That's the same one? Yeah. Yep. Did it take damage on its turn? Or that Not yet. Oh, yeah. It's oh, supposed that to take been damage. It. Roll it. So maybe even before it moved, it might nope. explode. Nope. No. Four points. The wound is burning, but it's still moving. Okay. Um... That's a fun sentence. Gull is yelling, (laughs) get out of the way! (laughs) (sighs) I'm gonna... I'm I'm not going to attack it. Love it. Uh, Dora, you're up. It's in your square. Dora's gonna move 30 feet toward the (laughs) DM. Yeah, out of the way. Great. Back into the room. Yeah. All right. With with many people. Yes, great. So now it's, uh, it's adjacent to Ray, but nowhere near anyone else at the moment. Raise up now, so you are. You can get um, clear of this thing if you want yes, to. Yes, yeah, boogie directly. back into the room. Mm-hmm. Gull, you're up. It Gull. is now in the clear. Gull throws the uh, other flask of alchemist fire at it and hits it. Excellent. <laughs> Roll the fire damage for four more points. And it dies. And we'll leave that as the end of chapter 24. God, I hope you guys don't end up. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. Fantastic. Did we level? Ha, 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 